friends, and welcome to Bold Mercies with Heather Johnson. I am so glad that you have decided to join us, to come and listen to some faith-building stories. God's bold mercies in our lives help us live out our stories with boldness. I am so excited for you to meet my friend Galila, a bold young Ethiopian woman who responded to God's call to serve in one of the poorest communities in the world. I am really proud of her for offering her story in English, her second language. And for those of you who know a second language, you know just how hard this is. And she did a great job. Join us. Hi, Galila. We are so happy that you are here with us today on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you very much, Heathers. Thank you for having me. First of all, can you just tell us about you? Who, who, who is Galila? What would you want us to know about you? Oh, good question. Okay. Uh, my name is Galila Shwaye. I live in Antisawa, Ethiopia, in Africa. And I born in the capital city. I born and raised the capital city of Addis Ababa. And I study nursing, and after graduation, I didn't find a job. So I was looking, if, uh, I was looking a job, and I found a job, business and any job at the same time. I was working. I used to work on the business side. The any job part, they used to empower women, work with women empowerment, and the trash dump committee of Addis Ababa. And I used to work on the business side, uh, on the front desk, and sometimes I used to work on uh, a guide, a translator. So I remember that was the day that had a lot of change in my life. I just want, that's why I just want to share. So uh, mm-hmm. that day, I was a translator guide for American missionaries. So I never heard about the, the trash dump community, which is Quora, that and we visit the trash dump inside of the trash dump so it was very very first time for me now for the missionaries so i was so surprised to see uh the trash dump and also there was uh, young boys mothers collecting some food to eat and collecting some stuff to to sell because the trash dump is their income and um, american missionary come to my country to visit those people in that place so i was so surprised one i don't know anything about the place and the second thing was you know i love to learn more so when when i researched more i found out the trash dump committee of Addis Ababa. so it's like 75 to 80 years ago most of the people come from the countryside from different parts mm-hmm. of Ethiopia. Uh, so at that time, there was a leprosy hospital still now mm-hmm. around the corner. So most of the people come from the countryside to get the leprosy treatment because that was the only treatment, the only hospital that we have. Yeah, so and at that time, people think leprosy is a curse, so no one want to be with them, even their own family mm-hmm. member. So they just came here, uh, get the treatment free from the government, and they don't have anywhere to go, and they don't have an income. Mm. So they just build their own plastic homes around the corner of the hospital, and there's a trash dump, so they just go to the trash dump because the trash dump is their income. I have walked through this community, and I'm, I'm picturing it, but can you paint a picture for everybody what, what it would look like if you strolled through this trash dump community that was right around the corner from this hospital for leprosy? What, what would it be like if, as you were walking by? What would you be seeing? I mean... 
everything. I mean, imagine you trash, uh, your house trash, only one person, but this is not only one person trash. This is like 100 million people trash. And it's like a mountain there. And there's kids mm -hmm. and uh, mothers because uh, they live there and they eat from there and they uh, scrub stuff from there because they collect things from their stuff and set it outside. And our listeners might remember that in the not too distant past that there was a landslide there within the community that that really created a lot of devastation, but also it kind of brought the attention to that community there as well. Do you remember, Galila, how many years ago that uh, that landslide was in Cora? I think it's um, about three, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It really wasn't too long ago that that happened. Yeah, yeah. So you began researching then this community and finding finding out more about this community. And I'm assuming your heart was was really crushed for what was going on on there how did how were you feeling during this time i mean um after i found out everything i was i was remembering my life how how blessed i am i mean i have a family they send me school feed me you know every day mm. and i was remembering how good life i had you know and mm. to be thankful in god so and then I promised to myself that I have to do something, you know, as an Ethiopian and as a woman. And I believe in creating job opportunity. I mean, these people mm. need job. I mean, sustainable jobs. Yeah. So then what did you do about that, Galila? Where, you know, your heart was pulled and you felt this stir in your heart. And so what did you set about to do? So, yeah, um, at that time, the company I used to work, uh, they empower women in that area. And because of different reasons, the company shut down and the woman used to work there had no job after that. So a friend of mine uh, had the same vision with me and talking one day, I remember talking about about the area, the people and everything. So she also know um, the woman used to work there. So we were discussing and talking about all that. So I, w I was I was telling her that I wish I can do something, you know, I can. And she was like, uh, why don't you do it? And at that time, financial support was the big, big deal for me because to start. Yes, of course. Yes, I was like, uh, I remember 23 years years hmm, and so uh, yeah and <laughs> so I was I was like I was like I can't do it you know and she was like I can support you uh, support you financially you have the passion you love fashion and helping people so why don't you do it I was like yeah you're right you know that was like a dream come true for me hmm. and at the same time like I study nursing I have no idea about business at that time so <laughs> So like you thought, okay, we're just going to do this. I'm just going to figure it, figure it out. Yeah. And at the same time, a friend, another friend of mine came from the States. She graduated business from business, business management. So she came here to serve actually. And it was like, it's like God is sending her to us, you know, it's mm. like, it's like a puzzle, you know, connecting everything. 
and we did a business mm-hmm. plan together. We interviewed a woman together, everything. So mm-hmm. that's how we start. Wow. And so you started Leela Products and you and I met actually when I was in Addis Ababa about two years ago and I got out to see your storefront and meet some of the people that worked with you, work with you on your team there. And it's just such a beautiful little storefront. And when I hear about you were so young, you were 23 years old with a very big heart to serve this community and to serve the people there and to provide them sustainable jobs. And you just did it. God was so gracious to you in opening up these doors. So tell us about Leela products. So Leela products now, after five years now we have more than 10 employees and we make handcraft jewelries from recycled materials uh, from paper beads clay beads and bullet casing so we make the paper beads and the clay beads at our workshop and we have a supplier so he's the one making the bullet casing like the bullet through the bullet casing and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. we sell locally in Addis Ababa and we also have a shop in, outside of Addis, which is in Debrazades. It's not far from the capital city. And we mm-hmm. also export product. We have partners in the States. We also export product there too. So mm-hmm. yeah, when we hire new employees, a woman, we train them how to make the product, how to design and how to measure and how to make the beads for three months. And we hired them full time after that. So basically, we want the women to have a full time job and support their themselves and their family. Yes, which is so uh, important. Otherwise, how will they be able to put food on the table? How will they not become victims of some sort of a trafficking if they do not, if they're not able to make a paycheck? Right. Yes. How did this idea of jewelry come to you? Yeah, so since I was a kid, I love fashion. And I remember when I used to work the organization, they they empower women and men. And it's any jewelry, actually. It's not a business. And they make necklaces. So the necklaces, the design, and the quality was not that good. So because I love designing and I want people to buy the product to love the product and buy the product at the same time we don't want anyone only to buy the product to support us i believe they have to love the product first at the same time Mm. you know supporting the cause um, and supporting the business as well that if you let's say that if you buy one product you you love it and you're going to wear it every time so that's going to be a promotion for us you know but if you buy Mm -hmm. just only to support the cause you're not going to wear it it's going to you know right lay in your uh, jewelry drawer and just collect dust so we always are trying to make new designs with the fashion um, going on even with color with design Uh, we work with our uh, partners in the state because we do also custom made and we only sell for them so do you do a lot of your own designs Uh, most of the for the jewelry yes most of the time yes it's so beautiful I wish that our listeners could take a walk through your storefront and get to see your beautiful products but even more touching to me is getting to meet the people that are on your team the people that work for you that work with you that you are able to support by your business. So tell me, you know, can you just share a few of those stories with us about the people who now work on the team 
with you? Yeah, so the people, uh, the women's now working here, they have different background. Uh, so most of them is from here, from the Kora community. To share one story, uh, one of our supervisor, her name is Katist, and when when we uh, when I meet her, it was like when we just start the social business. So she was like a shy, you know, she don't talk. Uh, much she um, she don't want to share anything with anyone but every day to work with her is different you know like she become confidence mm-hmm. girl and now she have mm-hmm. her own family and she even have a daughter and I remember last time when I visit her house that was that she's like completely different person she mm-hmm. is not confident on what she do, running her house and everything. So that makes mm-hmm. me so proud of her. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is just so amazing to see that transformation as she grows up and then also gains confidence because she's gained a skill and she's had you as a support. She's had you encouraging her and standing by her and, and now she's able to also provide for her family. So that's a beautiful story how about the weaver does he still work for you the weaver casa he's not working here anymore actually because uh he get sick every day and he retired about a month ago but he's amazing i mean he worked with us over five years and he's amazing i mean when we we meet him he was like 75 years has no finger and he has leprosy and he's amazing he has a hard work i mean every day he Mm -hmm. get here at the workshop like early in the morning and i mean he's he's amazing person (laughs) he was and i think you know his smile was so radiant yes he just had such a beautiful smile if you head to the instagram account bold mercies i have visited the shop and i'll pull some of galila's pictures off of her Uh, Leela Products Facebook account so that you'll be able to see some of these stories about the people that we're telling you about. You'll be able to see their pictures. So head there to the Instagram account, Bold Mercies, and you'll be able to see these photos. So tell us some more stories about the people who work for you and what good things you've seen happen in their lives because of the work that they have. Yeah, I mean, and now uh, we are hiring more young girls. So uh, especially on the designing and the quality part, because we just want to make sure that we have the best quality, the best design for our partners, even for our clients. And so, yeah, and most of the women working here, it's 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 like a team, you know, no one is a boss. No one is like, it's like a team. So we discuss about everything, that there's something wrong. We, we like, we focus in that problem and trying to solve that problem. Yeah. And to see them working hard every day, like their, like their own work and their own thing, you know, it's amazing. I'm, I'm so blessed. I mean, <laughs> how do you meet the women that come and work for you? So most of the time, uh, from the woman working here, if they know anyone like to work for, um, with us, they suggest people and we call them and like interview them. So I remember that at the first time when we started the um, social business Lila product, it was hard for the woman working here full time, like Monday to Friday, starting 8.30 in the morning till uh, 5.30, uh, you know. 
every day and mm. we even work yes. on Saturday half day so that's hard for them they don't used to that they don't they don't used to work and like sit somewhere only one place and uh, work mm. full-time because they don't used to that life it was right. it was very hard for them and but now they get used to it and they're very happy so when we um, interview and explain about the work most of the women like most of the women we interview now willing to work because of the hours because they don't get used to that and some of them they get yeah. support from the angels so you know it's hard but mm-hmm. uh we mm-hmm. love to work with anyone that like to work with us and we yeah. believe on training we believe on trans- transformation so yeah how have you seen this is going to kind of be a little bit of a deeper question but as you kind of went through this process so you saw you saw the core community and it just broke your heart and so you wanted to do something about it you were passionate to do something about it and so you went and you started this beautiful business creates beautiful jewelry when you look back and remember what would you say that God has really been teaching you through this process? I mean, a lot of things. I mean, five years ago, I was just a girl, you know, love her work and hang out with her friends and have a passion, but I was not, I was just a girl, you know. Now, uh, after all the years, God been faithful. I mean, I've I feel like he he had a purpose for me uh, to come here. So I have to do that purpose. Mm. So, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I have a relationship with God now. I always ask him before I do something, you know, ask and pray because everything I have is not is not from me. It's from him. I believe on that. I mean, it's good to have a relationship with him. It's good to ask and pray. You said God has just been faithful. How has God's faithfulness just shown up in your life? Yeah, because um, like I said, I was just a girl going to nursing school. I had no background about business, but you know, he always lead me in my life. And starting the starting the beginning, saying my friend who graduate on business and work with her, even my partners, even the the woman I'm working with, I mean everything and every day, mm. uh, there's something. And without God, I'm mm. not being here, and the business not being here as well. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's some hard parts to running Lila products. What are some of the hard parts to this aspect to this work that you do in Ethiopia? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's always a difficult things. I mean, life is like up and down. From the beginning, it was hard for me to work within this community because it was I I don't get used to community like this. I born and raised on the airport area. I'm from middle class family, and even for the women, it was hard for them to work with me too because uh, they always have a question why she came here and want to work with us because of we spend time together every day and share and talk about everything. They trust me, and then after that, business is not easy in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Like there's a lot of difficult, especially as a young running a social business I remember there there was a woman who used to work with us and she we she worked with us about four years and every time 
We always want to be strict on our job because we have to make product. We have to be on time. We have to be here and be a good example for our another uh, employee. So this uh, woman, she was not like the other woman. She's a little bit different. So she also had mm-hmm. issues and it was hard for me mm-hmm. to handle things with her. And mm. when when at the last time was not good, I remember that that things broke my heart and even discouraged me what I did for the last years. And sometimes um, I lose faith and it was was very hard for me. Mm. But I believe it's like a teaching process, you know, every day in your life, there's a teaching process. So every day is not like happy. Every day is not like, uh, you know, but it's up and down. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just the way the life journey works, yes, right? Yes. But you and your business and working in a very, very poor community and and trying to run a business and Otis runs up against its own batch of difficulties. So you you talked a little bit about the discouragement and I can I can imagine that discouragement that you have felt. How have you kept going? What has kind of been, we might say, what has been the coffee in your coffee cup? What has kept your passion? How have you kept going through these difficulties? So uh, I pray most of the time. And uh, at the same time, after I pray, I always remember the good things I had about my life and the business and the other women's life. I always try to remember the, the good things God has to me, you know? So good. It's so easy to see and to think, wow, the grass is greener on the other side or life is hard here. I wish I was somewhere else, but just to be thankful for where God has us right now in the moment. In this podcast, we talk about God's bold mercies and how God empowers us to walk out with boldness. And I think that, Galila, you just exemplify that because here God broke your heart over this community, over the poverty there. And then he just empowered you to walk out with boldness. How can we support what is happening in in specifics with your Leela product? Yeah, so um, especially right now because of the pandemic, because of the coronavirus, business is very slow. So, I mean, we're praying, we believe uh, God has mercy, and but it's, it's a hard time for us because uh, we're not selling any products. And so that's, that's really hard because we, uh, we sell product and we pay for our employees. So I will connect Leela Products' web address. I will put it in the show notes if you are interested in looking at the products that they have for sale. These precious women that are working for you, I assume most of them have families, right? Yes. Most of them are supporting children. Maybe they're single moms and they're supporting children. And you know, Ethiopia is not like America in the sense that you don't you don't go to work and you talked about how hard that was for women settling down and figuring out that work schedule because it's not like you go to work and then you run by McDonald's on your way home <laughs> to feed the kids. I assume when I hear these women and the difficulties, I assume a piece of it that makes it hard is also just the care that they have to still provide for their families as well, getting food on the table and laundry and making sure kids are doing well. So I'm assuming that's part of the difficulty for these women as well. Yes, yes, that's right. Well, we ask a question in every podcast, what is one thing making you happy right now? Because 
I feel like I'm not only living for myself. I had uh, the woman's when I see their their love, their confidence in life and how their life changed, that make me so happy and proud. You must be super proud of all of them. Yes. Are there any life Bible verses that you live by or any Bible verses that you cling to? Or is there a Bible verse that Leela Products has kind of as their motto Bible verse? Uh, not only one, but we, we like to share the Bible verse all the time. So, yeah. Well, Leela, thank you so... Galila, I just called you Leela. No problem. Is is your nickname? (laughs) Yes, actually. It is your nickname. Okay. (laughs) Galila, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It is just really inspiring to hear about your boldness as you work out and serving the Quora community and how God has just so faithfully connected you with people to serve alongside you. You are making a huge impact. And just like you're proud of your team, I'm super proud of you and the impact that you are having in all of their lives. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me and you're welcome. Head on over to Bold Mercies on Instagram where you can see more about Galila. And I would love to hear from you at heatherjjohnson.com.